Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Crusting Up Podcast, episode 211, for another exciting episode of the Tuesday Rant on this beautiful 20th of June, 2023. Coming up, Jane Fonda's silly video. Yes, she put out a Twitter there, blaming white men for more problems in the world. And Prime Minister Trudeau calling parents far right over transgenderism and much, much more. Please stick around. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. I do swear and smoke cigarettes. See you in a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada. This is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 211 of the Tuesday Rant. Jane Fonda's silly little video blaming Whitey and PM Trudeau calling parents far right over the trans issue. Yes, I am your host, Krusty Canuck, ladies and gentlemen, on this fine, fine Tuesday, uh, June 20th. There's been some rain in this area, which is good. It's to keep things wet so they don't burn again like the rest of the province did the past little while. And all the climate alarmists out there can sit there and sleep easy now because there's some moisture in the air to fight the fires. Yes, that's right. So my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, for not being around on Saturday like I promised in my last Tuesday episode. Uh, I had some housework to do around here and some yard work. Grass was getting a little too long for my liking, so I had to trim it. And then we had one hell of a thunderstorm thereafter, too. So anyway, my apologies. But I do promise you all, ladies and gentlemen, that if you're fans of this show and you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platform. Right? To share the word. Keep C11 at a low, low roar and let us Canucks out here and there and all over cyber world get our content out to you, my wonderful audience and future wonderful audience. So if you like and hear what you see, please, like I say, click like and subscribe. And share this content all over your social media platform. Look at the little red lines at the bottom. You can find the podcast on Podbean, Rumble, Spotify, Amazon, Grow Radio UK, and Player FM too. And a special thank you out there to all of my new Rumblers. I got a few more subscribers. So give yourselves a round of applause. You guys are awesome. My YouTubers, you guys are awesome too. But I'm also losing some subscribers too. So do what you can to... Uh, notify yourself click a little bell and all that let yourself know that there's new content coming your way from the crusty Up podcast anyway carry on like i said jane fonda said in a tweet recently i think it might have been some tribeca thing or some uh, i don't know some uh, interview that she was doing it came from an individual uh on the uh, twitter feed there but i watched that video and uh, i'm going to display it here for you shortly there ladies and gentlemen and I want you uh, find people to really, really listen to what she has to say. Now, when I look at the Fonda family, you got Henry Fonda, classic Hollywood actor in the golden age of Hollywood. Grapes of Wrath, uh, some key Westerns in there. I think his last performance was on Golden Pond, where, you know, he played some old guy who <coughs> lived a good life and wasn't very much of a father to his daughter or whatever. And you can see the dynamic between Henry, Henry Fonda and Jane Fonda in this movie kind of thing. And apparently he wasn't a real nice guy on the home front, but needless to say, I'm digressing here. He comes uh, at, at a time where Hollywood movies meant something. And, you know, Jane Fonda, rightfully so, has done her thing, has impacted millions with her work, her body of work and her style and her skill and some of her work. Um, what the hell was some of the movies that she was in? Um, 
electric horseman, electric light horseman with uh, Robert Redford, that, that uh, the chemistry that she had with Mr. Redford is phenomenal. Mr. Redford is a great actor himself, director, producer, however. But when I, when I look at the Hollywood elite, and I'm talking the Hollywood elite, like these actors who've actually, uh, you know, bit their teeth, who've bit down and who have paid their dues to make themselves what they are today. When they start making statements about color and about gender, and about men, um, I get a little annoyed, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Now, historically speaking, yes, white people have done some stupid things, but there have been other branches of our societies and other people in the human race who've done stupid things too. It's not just whitey who's done stupid things, right? And it's not just white men who have done stupid things. There are plenty of white women out there that have done stupid things too. And, uh, and black and, and Hispanic and First Nations. We've all made mistakes one way or the other in our lives. Now, I'm not trying to disenfranchise historians out there. I'm not saying historically there has been a real good go for everybody. There is marginalized people, but it's not necessarily about the color. It's not necessarily about the age either. It's some of it's about circumstances, the economy, and who we put in office in Canada, the United States, and Mexico, and other countries around the world for the sake of security, for the sake of peace of mind, for the sake of keeping our lives in check to the best of our abilities. Okay. Now, when I listen to this video from Ms. Fonda, I'm just like, okay, she made some valid points when it comes to being an activist and fighting for the good fight. But when I hear a conversation about patriarchy and white men, she makes a statement about uh, how someone might look at a tree and think, oh, gee, look how much money I can make from, from that in regards to flooring. Okay. Well, there are people out there that have thought about making flooring, not just from trees, but from rocks and from dirt and from other items and a lot of vinyl too. But when I listened to her spiel in regards to what she was being an activist about, I was just really, really annoyed. So I'll just queue up the video here for you guys to, uh, to listen to at your own leisure. Okay. And I really, really want you to listen, ladies and gentlemen, to what she has to say and how many times she refers to white men and patriarchy and racism, too. She claims that uh, we have a climate crisis because of racism and because of misogyny. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I remember when her videos came out in the 80s, uh, the Jane Fonda workout and inspired millions of women to get off their butts and do something constructive. Uh, and, you know, the, the, to me, that's, uh, that's a go-getter. That's an individual that actually had some chutzpah, some guts to get something on the go here. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you decide in this video, and I'll be pausing it <coughs> excuse me, to, uh, <laughs> to present uh, my point of view as she carries on with her spiel about how, uh, you know, men have done this and men have done that and how sometimes people are just, you know, you know, well, she's full of herself. So I'll let you decide, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you just uh, think for yourselves in regards to this. Okay, so pardon me there. So I'll play along and you guys listen along to the best of your abilities. And then uh, if you want to give me a comment, tell me what you think after this. Like I said, this was taken at, I guess, the uh, recent Tribeca F Film Festival in the U.S. there. So uh, you guys decide. Because I'm just not really impressed with every time I hear something. Blaming Whitey for all your problems. You know, oh, it's the patriarchy. Oh, it's men. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. 
Not necessarily. It's sometimes it's people's own personal decision and lack of intestinal fortitude and a lack of understanding of a situation. But you guys uh, listen at your leisure. When the white men that are in charge of everything now look at a forest, they don't see the intrinsic value of trees. It's inconceivable to them. For them, it's look at that tree, flooring, great flooring. I can get a lot. Look at that tree. I could build uh, a nice foundation. I can build some nice walls. I can build a chair, maybe a table, maybe something nice for my little boy or my little girl. Um, sorry, I, I know people that work in the forest industry and they don't think like that. Jane, and we'll carry on. A lot of money for that tree. Everything is transactional. So when we uh, look to do something about the climate crisis, we have to also be thinking about the mentality that brought us the climate crisis. I'm a climate activist. And as such, I have learned that there would be no climate crisis if there was no racism. There'd be no climate crisis if there was no misogyny and patriarchy. It's a mindset that views the world as a hierarchy. Some people are more deserving of opportunity and wealth than others. That would be white men at the top of the pyramid, the, the higher. Okay. Talk about hierarchy. Now, firstly, where I come from, and it wasn't that dirty white men taught me this. It was my mother, aunts, and uncles, teachers that taught me, if you want something, you got to fucking earn it. You got to work hard. And if that means some people might have to work harder than Joe Blow or Josephine Blow over here, over there, that's just life. Okay? You come from a household of privilege, which you will admit, okay, but everything that you've ever desired came from your hard work, but a lot of it was handed to you too. Think about that, Ms. Fonda. Think about that. Hierarchy. Below them is everybody else, and at the bottom is nature. We've become alienated from nature. One of the things that, that I've learned over the years is to pay attention to what people on the front lines say and what they're doing. Communities of color, poor communities, indigenous communities, they have the answers. And they have a mantra that is that I think is really important. Nothing about us without us. So all of us who are white and privileged, we have to be sure that we are standing in kinship with those who haven't had the opportunities that we have. Not charity. We're not talking about handouts. We have to stand arm in arm in kinship with people who have struggled all their lives because they have the answers. I'm a privileged, white, famous woman. And I think people assume, well, if things get rough or last too long, she'll just give up. I want to show that they're wrong. I know from 50 years, 60 years of activism, that change that matters and the change that is needed is systemic. If we're going to tackle climate and racism and the patriarchy. Okay. You talk about systemic. Now there have been some procedures in place that have been systemic that were annihilated in this country, at least 30 years ago. Okay. And you keep talking about the patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. 
No man is holding you down. Okay? No man is holding you down. I don't think a man has ever held you down, Miss Fonda. I don't think a man has ever stopped you for making your exercise videos back in the 80s, which made you a fortune, which you personally inspired a lot of women to better themselves. And I'm not talking for sex appeal. I'm not talking to, to be sleek and slender. You, you, you inspired women to do wonderful things. Okay? And well done on you, sister. Well done. And you've admitted that you have privilege. You admit it that you, okay, good. But for the love of fucking God, take your racist bullshit, toss it. Let's start treating people like people. Doesn't matter if they're black. Doesn't matter if they're gay, straight, how they identify. Doesn't matter if they're indigenous. Doesn't matter if they're Asian. Doesn't matter if they are missing a limb or missing a finger or if they're blind. It, it, it's a matter of, of personal choice. How do you want to be treated? When you first meet somebody, do they call you Jane or do they call you Miss Fonda? How do you treat other people? I remember in history class, the stink you raised with the American services because you went to Hanoi and visited the Vietnamese. Okay. You were protesting the war. Understandable. I've seen war, madam. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. Yeah, it can be disgusting. It can be heinous, it can be horrific, painful, and there's still memories of my war. That linger every day. And these statements you're making, yeah, we get it. You're privileged. And there are privileged people out there. But privilege comes in all shapes and sizes. There's privileged whites. There's privileged blacks. There's privileged indigenous. There's privileged Asians. There's privileged women. There's privileged men. There's privileged children. That dynamic is nothing new. There are always going to be the haves and have-nots. Okay, if you just sit there and talk about we have to be in kinship, you're damn right we got to be in kinship. But let's let's get rid of the race hustle here. Let's get rid of the misogyny hustle here. Okay, you're making it sound like there's still rampant sexes. You're making it sound like there's people out there that want to keep their wives in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant, which is totally fucking untrue. It's been untrue for a very very long time now. Okay, and you know better. But now you're just toting virtue. Now you're just toting virtue. And, and, and that's, that's one of the problems that I find with, with, with certain, how do you say, the white liberal frame of mind without being racial. I, I'm getting sick and tired of this race hustle. Oh, we have climate change because of misogyny. Uh, we have climate change because maybe the earth is trying to tell us something. Or maybe I don't believe in total climate change. The weather's changing. Yeah. Summers are getting hotter. Winter's getting colder. But Al Gore was wrong. Right? Did he not predict in his movie, An Inconvenient Truth, that the ice caps would melt by 2013? Well, it's 2023 now. What are you saying? This is systemic change that we're talking about. That doesn't happen fast. This is not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. It's a relay race. I'm in it, and I will pass the baton to the young ones coming up. And with that, I have the message for them, don't give up. It's a long haul. you got to stay in it for the long haul. And if you start getting depressed, up your activism. I like what Greta Thunberg says. Don't go looking for hope. Look for action, and hope will show up. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, Greta Thunberg is a, a toy. She's being used. <coughs> and shame on her parents for doing that.
and shame on anyone who buys that story. Now, hats off to you, uh, Miss Miss Fonda, for your great career and everything. But uh, put the race card away. Live and let live and let people be people. Uh, let, let the generations understand, too, that racism is only presented when people keep talking about it. Now, I'm not saying ignore it, it'll go away, but start treating people like people. Something to think about, eh? You and your privilege. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, Krusty Canuck Podcast, episode 211. Jane Fonda's silly video and PM Trudeau calling parents far right and more over the trans identity issue. Yes, I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platforms too. Let us beat C11 at the punch. Get Canadian content out there. I want all you, my YouTube fans and Rumble fans and Podbean fans alike, share my content. You have my permission. And if you like and share what you see, please click like and subscribe. And if you feel like donating, donate links will be in the descriptions at the end of this podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Krusty Kanak, and I want to thank all of you. And this week, I've had a couple of lovely emails, so I want to thank you. Um, you mentioned that you don't want your name mentioned. That's fine, but here's a round of applause for you. You're awesome. Like I say, I try to get uh, these episodes up at least once a week now, uh, considering uh, my work schedule and how I'm you know, trying to get things on the go, because I'm usually out of bed by uh, 4.30 in the morning, ready for work for quarter after 6.00. And then I haul feed and move poop and clay all day. So I'm pretty effing tired by uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. When I get home around 4.30, quarter to 5, I uh, try to make dinner for my wife. because She gets home around 5.30 from her work. And uh, I just basically relax all evening because it's a long day. You know, it's a long day. But I promise you that I will get a video or a podcast out to all you wonderful people at least once a week. And if uh, time permits, I'll get an additional video out there too. Like I said, this is the Krusty Canuck Tuesday Rant, Krusty Canuck Podcast, episode 211. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. And like I said, we're going to talk about Justin Trudeau now, too, and his rant in regards to calling uh, parents a far right. And there's an article that I got from uh, Rex Murphy. One of Canada's, I'd probably say, one of best, one of the best premier intelligent journalists on the face of the earth. He's a very, very well-educated man who spent time in England training. And has come up through the ranks uh, over the past better part of 50 years uh, to hone his craft and to be a liable and reliable source of print and television media. So I will read an article there. Um, there's a big stink in New Brunswick because the premier there has passed a bill. I believe it's called uh, Bill 713 or 713, which more or less forbids teachers hiding information. Uh, from parents in regards to the whole transgender spectrum that's been going on, that's been plaguing a lot of schools uh, in the past few years now. Um, I've actually had some <laughs> lengthy debates with some people online in regards to transgenderism and people saying, well, you don't have any kids, so you shouldn't talk. Oh, you don't know what it's like to identify as this, so you shouldn't talk. There's all this stifling and censorship that's being promoted and Self-censorship being promoted as we speak. Now, if a kid is having a hard time identifying who identifying who they are, I can understand the sympathy and the compassion that needs to go into that. But it seems like every time we turn around, there's always so many more kids 
that are coming out of the woodwork saying they're this and they're that. Okay. I remember when I was six years old, I wanted to be fucking Spider-Man. I wanted to be the $6 million man. I also wanted to be the next Daryl Sittler. I wanted to be the next great Wayne Gretzky. So I identified all the time as this and that. Hell, I wanted to be Luke Skywalker too. That's the joy of having an imagination. And that's what we should encourage kids to be, to be themselves, to be kids. I digress anyway, too. I've had a lot of people say uh, to me, even out in public, uh, how dare you say this about this boy? who's having a hard time getting along with her new life. And I'm just like, what? what do you mean her new life? Are you sure that little boy wants to be called and treated like a female? Or is there some kind of inner workings in the family dynamic or in the educational dynamic that's trying to change that? We got to be careful with that, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I'll read along with this article here and I will display it for you, for you, my audience, uh, submitted for your approval. That was my Rod Serling. Now, submitted for your approval when it comes to this. And this comes from <coughs> Rex Murphy, like I said, one of Canada's premier, um, premier journalists, a vast amount of experience in his life there too. So I'll just read this along here for you, ladies and gentlemen. And this comes from an article from the 15th of June. So Rex Murphy says, for schools in a... And apparently the PM, parents are the new deplorables. Parents are reviled as hateful if they voice concerns about woke activism in the classroom, right? So uh, school boards, schools, and particularly individual teachers should make a choice. Uh, are they involved in education or social justice and woke activism, right? So because from every bulletin they put out and all the preachments about their commitment to diversity and inclusion and equity and safe spaces, and above all, the latest deep commitment to trans rights, it is ruefully clear that their passion is for activism, ladies and gentlemen. The latest arena of that activism is, of course, the fresh concept of trans rights of children, and particularly how some schools and school boards have nominated themselves as the final judge judges on the rightness or wrongness of this explosive, contentious issue. Schools and boards are mesmerized by the political culture issues on the progressive side of things. There are endless jargon addled bulletins about their commitment to LGBT act, LGBTQ activism and, and the various school days dedicated to celebrating difference and anti-bias and anti-discrimination in many schools. Pride, the overall label, has become something like a new sacrament. Pride days, pride month, now pride season. This is a year-long Christmas for one interest activism and proselytism. These school boards and boards that are astoundingly haughty and unashamedly arrogant, their every statement comes burdened with certitude and they blister with all sorts of angry terms for those who have dissenting perspective. They rail against and belittle parents who are deeply distressed by the massive overtension given to schools and teachers' missionary endeavors on children's sexuality. Parents are now the new deplorables. Okay, I'm just going to stop it right there. Teachers have no business getting involved in kids' sexuality, period. Okay? And I've heard rumblings about that. And there are books in certain school districts that talk about fellatio and other disgusting habits like that. Okay? Now, I'm not condemning adult sexuality. I'm not condemning people that are exploring their sexuality when they reach a certain age when they can do so after puberty. Right? We've all heard stories about teenage sex here and there. Fine. Explore that parameter. But kids under the age of the puberty spectrum, leave them alone. Okay? They are reviled as hateful if they disagree. 
They are shut down at school board meetings, even if they inquire what is being taught, what books their children are being exposed to, and at what age. School authorities insist that they, not the parents, and they alone know what's right, and to disagree with them, well, it's cruelty. Yes, I've heard some teachers from footage from Rebel Media uh, call these parents fascists because it's such a cool, trendy word. Quote, unquote, parents are reviled as hateful if they disagree. Stop a moment and think about this. A mother or a father wishes to know what their son or daughter is being taught, which they should. Okay. Advised or exposed to in school. A mother or father has severe reservations about some of the causes being propelled with great vigor in the classroom. They want to be told if their child is showing discomfort while in class and why, especially in the present moment when a sexual transition has flared up uh, as as the latest cause. They want to know what their children are being told, the advice that they're being given by teachers and whether teachers are approaching this issue as advocates and not for the period of the school day, surrogate caretakers. They really want to know if teachers are inserting themselves as authorities on the matter and keeping secrets from them, the parents, how their child is behaving in school. Now, I remember being in school, and if I was acting up or causing trouble, okay, my parents would find out about it. Teacher would write a note and remind herself or himself later. I had more than just, you know, one teacher. And yes, there was times I was bad, I admit. And my parents would get a phone call. Once that phone call was complete, well, guess what? I wasn't sitting down properly for a week. Anyhow, I digress. <laughs> Where did this gruesome, absolutely radical shift come from? That parents can, and by the edicts of some schools and teachers, must be kept in the dark, uninformed about their own child. Mother, father, child. No institution has superiority over this fundamental and civilizationally core relationship. No teacher, no school, no board of education has the right to override the primacy of the family. Well said, Rex to arrogate the authority of mother and father and nothing more than their say-so. Now, I can understand why the school can keep a kid safe if the kid is in ultimate danger. If he or she comes to class every day and they have a shiner or they're physically in danger, if their parents are alcoholics, drug addicts, and are very, very physically and emotionally abusive, I can understand that. But this stuff that's going on, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't about domestic abuse. This is about molding and shaping society without parental consent, teaching kids what they shouldn't be taught, okay? Now, consider this statement by the Prime Minister on the weekend regarding proposed New Brunswick legislation that would force children under 16 to get parental consent to change their names or pronouns at school. Quote-unquote, we're seeing that angry, hateful rhetoric rise on our continent, particularly targeting trans people, far-right political actors are trying to outdo themselves with the types of cruelty and isolation they can inflict on these already vulnerable people. Okay? This is unbelievable. It's mad. Are parents fired by concern issuing from the love they hold for their children? Far-right political actors, quote-unquote? Are these concerned, loving parents trying to outdo themselves with what cruelty and isolation they can inflict on their offspring? Can he mean any of this? Could he be saying that parents should not be tolerated? Kind of sounds like it, eh, folks? And then there's this triumphant gobbledygook right now. Trans kids in New Brunswick are being told they don't have the right to be their true selves, that they need to ask permission. Who's telling the children that? Do you have any quotations? Is there a single father or mother from New Brunswick that you can cite who has told any child you know, what you say here? Right, interesting. Quote-unquote, could he be saying that parents should be not tolerated? From the serene height of the Prime Minister of Canada's office, we have an angry, I would call it hateful declaration that parents are cruel. 
sadistic and by implication, very ignorant. I regard this statement of his graver than the Chinese interference scandal. There is much more to be said on this. An opposition leader, uh, Pierre Polyev's tepid evasive statement that education is a provincial affair doesn't cut it at all. We're not talking about the education as you used to know it, know that word. He has to be far clearer, more direct and explicit on this subject. His statement was waffle. Yeah. We are talking about diminishing and hurling insults at parents who are not on board the new ideology and new religion of diversity, inclusion, and equity. It is fun. Is it the fundamentalism of our time? That was from Rex Murphy, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll leave this article in my links for you to follow too. And it, it gives you insight on some of the logic that we are dealing with today as a society. Like I've said, I was never raised in a household where you hate somebody who is gay or hate somebody who comes from this culture or that culture. We weren't taught racism as children. There are a lot of things in our history we should be learning, yes, especially residential schools. We must learn that. But we also mind the find, we have to find the truth on everything buried and everything hidden away. That's a must. We also have to find the truth when it comes to how land was divided, treaties, how the Catholic Church, how the Protestant Church, and how every sitting government that time tolerated and carried on with people that i agree with but a lot of this gender transition stuff was basically just people molding kids and treating them like clay and turning them into things they're not now let's say you have a little boy okay that little boy tends to be a little sensitive a little effeminate he does play with dolls he does play with his sisters he probably identifies playing with girls more than anything else it's got nothing to do with his physical appearance. It's his spirit. And maybe that kid, when he hits puberty, he might discover he's homosexual. Or he might discover he's bisexual. Or he might discover that he's heterosexual and just tends to be a little feminine. There are girls I grew up with that were very, very tomboyish. I played hockey with some of them, played soccer with some of them, went to high school. Uh, you know, we played a lot of music together. Some of them are very tomboyish and some I keep in touch with to this day. And you want to know something? Only one of them turned out to be gay. The rest of them turned out to be functioning mothers, great wives to their husbands. Some are divorced. Yeah. Okay. That's, that happens, but they never uh, needed to change their gender. They never do change their sexuality. They just were, they grew up in a household where they were allowed to grow. That's what we should do, ladies and gentlemen. Let kids be kids, okay? Now, I, like I said, I've had debates with people who've said, oh, trans women are women, trans men are men. Okay, you can live your life as, but biologically, no, you're not, right? And we can't keep forcing kids into these corners. We can't keep forcing people into these corners to accept this ideology because if this is your... If this is the hill that people want to die on, then you're no better than the old clergy of yesteryear who used to condemn every person for taking an extra piece of meat or for looking at this person or looking at that person and calling them sinners. You're no better than the clergy of yesteryear that have said heinous things in the name of whatever figurehead to control and to contain people. It's time again, ladies and gentlemen, we start questioning the status quo. Right? If parents go to a school board meeting, then it's up to that school board to sit there and shut the F up and listen to the concerns of the parents. Don't cut off their microphones. Don't call them fascists. Don't call them bigots. Okay, You're not raising those children. You're not putting food in their bellies. You're not making sure they have 
their Christmas gifts or their birthday gifts or their Hanukkah gifts or their Ramadan celebrations. You're not making sure of that. You do with those kids from 8.30 to 3.30 every day. It's not up to you to mold them into what you want them to be. It's up to their parents and their own free will and liberty to decide that for themselves. Okay? Because if, if, if that's the hill you're going to stand on, then I'd like personally to see more young teachers out there with a psychology degree to back up their claims about, well, Billy feels like Samantha, and Samantha feels like Billy. So I think you get my point. I'm not going to make you suck eggs, ladies and gentlemen, but that's my stance on that. Right? And, of course, the Prime Minister is saying that. Right? Of course, he's the inclusive PM. He's the inclusive man. He knows exactly what is right. Here's a little statement that comes from uh, a man from uh, called Zuby. He hosts a pretty good podcast. You cannot be a champion of diversity and inclusion if you cannot tolerate people with different views and opinions. And that's the thing. And I've said that uh, last episode where I lost a job because apparently I wasn't being inclusive enough because I said, leave kids alone. So how can you sit there and say you believe in inclusion and diversity when you can't include my point of view or that person's point of view or that person's perspective, right? I guess it's too scary for you to understand, right? Because somewhere this bubble might get burst and something called reality will phase in. Heaven forbid if we have that, though, ladies and gentlemen, eh? Heaven forbid if reality sticks in, right? If your little boy is playing with dolls with his little sisters or other little girls, and then come puberty, he ends up picking up a hockey stick and playing hockey or football, then guess what? You got nothing to worry about. But then why should you worry, right? I agree. Love is love between two consenting adults or three or four, depending what you're into. But as long as you're an adult and you can consent to it, knock yourself out. But to me, somebody under the age of 18 cannot consent to that kind of transition. That's just my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. That's my opinion. And I'll leave it at that. Anyway, I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful 20th of June. 2023. I wish nothing but good things for you all out there. I hope the best. We all we all should thrive. We all should live in peace and security and freedom to do so, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as far as I know, if I'm not working tomorrow, I will try to make another episodes for you out there. You know, like I say, I wish nothing but good things for you all. Hope the best. If you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, share this content all over your social media platforms if you can. Right. And please do. Um, I'm having some issues with my subscribers on the YT there. Uh, one minute I had 10,400. Now I'm about to 10,000 and, and two and change. Was it something I said? Oh my goodness. Let's hope not. But, uh, you know, uh, no polar vortex of bullshit. Uh, this episode, uh, there's a few fans who have asked me about that and it's just a matter of me putting together. So my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, I tried to get the polar vortex of bullshit up on a regular basis. I will try harder for you, my wonderful audience out there. But still, I'll do what I can. But like I say, ladies and gentlemen, I hope nothing but good things for you all. Uh, if you have a few bucks, give it to the food bank. If you have a few extra dollars, you can donate it to me. Little hint. <laughs> <coughs> do what you can. Help your neighbors out. Help some friends out. Help some elderly out too. Uh, do what you can. Help each other. It's trying times. And like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, Humanity and Merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.